Hey, we are back. Episode 20. I know it's been a little bit of a hiatus, Yeah. but we are coming After back. After already obnoxiously long hiatus. Yeah. Whoops. <laughs> We've got lots of ideas, plans, and we are working hard, so we are going to get out a lot more episodes for you. So, Kenzie, how you doing? Good. Good. Ready for... Spooky season. Right, I know. Like, I have been fighting this itch to put out my Halloween decorations. Yeah. And I made the mistake of going to Big Lots the other day. Oh, no. And, oh, man, they had the best Halloween decorations there. Yeah. I got a few little things. I didn't want to go crazy because every year I buy more stuff and then I put it away and I'm like, oh, I forgot about all this stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I can really spend a lot of money on Halloween decorations. But my rule is self-imposed <laughs> that no Halloween decorations until September 1st. There you go. That's smart. So then you get, yeah. you, you, you only have to wait about months. another week. Yeah. 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 Um, Dollar Tree also. I was in there the other day and oh. they got some really cute stuff. And that was even cheaper. Yeah. Big ones can be kind of expensive. Yeah. Or like stuff that you could easily put together or DIY a bunch of stuff with, you know? Yeah. Okay. So I definitely want to get back there and look at their Luck stuff. Target's already kind of started to put out a little bit of their stuff. I picked up like these cute little pumpkin uh, dish towels and this little glass pumpkin from their, like, $5 section. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, but that's about it in terms of, like, decor. Because while I moved last year, it, w- it was, like, just October. Yeah. And I didn't really have the space to put up decorations, and I didn't really I have a whole lot. I put cute things for yeah, you. Yeah, you did yeah. do that stuff. Um, but I definitely want to, like, make it look coherent and actually have things set up nicely now I've got like my furniture in order yeah. and everything so I'm very very excited to decorate my place this year they you could get like with those cool black tablecloths that look like cob or spider webs yeah, yeah yeah for your table yeah oh that would be so neat I know something else I like to do when I'm decorating for Halloween and this is kind of silly but I love to decorate the boys bathroom for Halloween actually for most holidays yeah like I like to do it up for Christmas and yeah. Whatnot. But Halloween, I especially love. Like last year, I put like these, um, those black bats, plastic bats, and you, know, you can yeah, stick on the wall. Yeah. I put a whole bunch up there, but the problem was with the steam from the shower, they kept falling oh, off no. the wall. So Aww. I have to find a better way to adhere those. But like yeah. I've got a rug and little knickknacks and a soap dispenser and all that stuff. And nice. this year, I'm going to even step it up a notch and I'm going to get a shower curtain. Heck yeah. So it's going to be all decked out in Aww, there. That'll look nice. Yeah. And too, that's like, you know, when you have people over, that's the restroom that everybody right. uses. Top of the stairs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's it's fun to decorate it for that. Yes, fun yeah. for all. Yeah. All right. So today's episode, uh, we are talking about a series, a short-lived series on Netflix called Surviving Death. And it was only meant to be a short series. It only has six episodes, so oh. it's not like it was canceled or anything like Never that. Never heard of it. It's actually quite compelling. Now, oh. not all of the episodes are as good as some of the others, but mm. I'm going to give you a quick rundown and then talk a little bit more about the episode that was my favorite. So the episode that really stuck with me um, is mostly about reincarnation. And I... I'm fascinated by these stories that were shared um, in this episode, especially when it's stories from kids who are remembering bits and pieces of their past lives and they tell their families about it when they're really little. 
So I'll be talking a little bit about that more later on, but I wanted to give a little background information about reincarnation and general belief. So it's a philosophical or religious belief that when a person or animal dies, its soul, consciousness, or mind, however you want to see it, mm. goes on to be reborn in another being. So it's like the rebirth of a, of a soul in a new body. Okay. And which kind of makes sense because our energy, you know, it's not destroyed when we die. It's like... It's, it's transferred. Yeah. yeah. So is that our, is the, it our soul? Yeah. The law... What is it? The law of conservation of energy. Yeah. That energy cannot be created or destroyed. Mm -hmm. It just transitions from one state to another. Right. So, so maybe... What is the state that our, you know, our, our soul... If, you know, if we have them, some people argue yes, some people argue no. Yes, exactly. Is that energy from our bodies, is it taken and transformed into something else after we pass? Yep. So, and this goes way back. Reincarnation is mainstream teaching in the religions of Hinduism, Sikhism, Jainism, and Buddhism. And all of these religions arose in India. Uh, and they have very complex belief systems and differing philosophies about reincarnation that I won't go into as I'm not an expert. But if you want to know more about reincarnation, there are many excellent books about the subject at your local library. But it is not as widely accepted as one might think in these religions. Uh, for example, according to Pew Research, only about 40% of Hindus believe in reincarnation. Hmm. Pew Research also reports that about 33% of American adults believe in some form of reincarnation. So that's a third of yeah. American adults, which I thought I was like way more in the mi minority. I mean, that yeah. is in the minority, yeah. but still 33% is a big chunk. decent. Yes, yeah. it's huge. So if you want to check out pewresearch.org for all of your other statistical needs. So this series, again, is called Surviving Death. If you can make it through the second and third episodes, because... They are kind of seriously ridiculous. We'll touch on that in a bit. <laughs> it is a really, really good series. And what I liked about it is it presented a fair dose of skepticism. Mm. So in episode two and three, it follows this family. They're grieving the loss of their father. It focuses on this deep need that they have uh, to believe in an afterlife. And who doesn't experience that when they lose a loved one? Yeah. It shows how their ideas and hopes in regards to mediumship or what we would call a psychic, how their beliefs about it evolve between these two episodes. Mm. So it's definitely more balanced in its viewpoints. Anyway, so I'm getting a little ahead of myself. Episode one is about near-death experiences, and that was extremely compelling. So, for example, it talked to people who had experienced some type of medical emergency, like one woman was whitewater rafting, and she wasn't breathing for 30 minutes when oh she God. was trapped underwater. <gasps> and she had this profound experience and how it changed her life. Um, that was fascinating. Yeah. I don't want to give too much away, but they talked to multiple people and the experiences they had and how um, it changed their lives. But it also had a very scientific approach. Like There are scientists at prestigious universities that study near-death experiences and what happens to consciousness when we die. So it kind of ties into the reincarnation um, experience. They've collected yeah. all of this data from people who've had near-death experiences, and they are noticing very strong similarities mm. in, between their experiences. 
so that episode, I was just like, this is so cool. Yeah. I was just like hooked. So they were smart to put that episode first and not episode two and three first. Oh, okay. Because what were we going to say? Um, well, and just talking about uh, near-death experiences, did you ever watch the OA? The OA? With, what's her name, Britt Marling and Jason Isaacs? I don't think so. That, it had two seasons, and the first season was really good. And the second one, I don't know, it just got kind of weird, and then I think they canceled the show after that. But it's primarily about um, these people who are kidnapped by uh, Jason Isaac's character. He plays this researcher who's studying near-death experiences. And um, it's been a while since I've watched the first season, but... And there's like this whole extra layer of like, like religion and uh, spirituality and like cosmic energy and stuff. But uh, essentially, what he finds in like studying, like he would repeatedly drown them. He would like he what? he built this like uh, apparatus in his like underground lab that he had in his house. Oh my. Where they would be like restrained, and then he would fill oh, this thing with water. That is terrifying. It's, it was very terrifying, like very unsettling to watch, because then he would repeatedly do it. He'd always, somehow, he'd always manage to revive them. Oh. Like they would be just barely alive, that they wouldn't fully pass. But then he could extrapolate data from their experience as they were in between life and death. Oh, and. Uh, it was just, yeah, the, talking about that just makes me think of that show. Because that show got so wild. It was good. And then just got really crazy. But, yeah. That reminds me of the movie Flatliners. Have you ever seen that no. movie? That probably came out, I want to say the late 80s or early 90s. Julia Roberts, Kiefer Sutherland. Oh, okay. That whole group. They are medical students. And they are all very intrigued by near-death experiences. So they purposely kill each other oh. and then bring each other back to discuss if they had any near-death memories, near-death experience Whoa. memories. They would like, I can't exactly remember the mechanism, yeah. but it had to, you know, they injected something and then they um, shocked their hearts to like, I don't know, put them into an arrhythmia, but it caused them to go into cardiac arrest. What the heck? So they would leave them under, yeah. they called it, for a certain amount of time and then um, bring them back. Oh. Yeah. And, um, but the way that they bring them back now, if I'm remembering, is incorrect. They were using a defibrillator, like, to shock them, oh. to restart their heart, but that's not how a defibrillator works. Oh. It's only to help correct a rhythm. Like, you can't use a defibrillator on someone if they don't have a rhythm. Gotcha. Oh, I didn't anything. know that. Yeah, hmm. yeah. So, now that I know more uh, about medical science... I know that that's not yeah. how they work. But anyway, huh. but that's what that movie was about. And they all have these creepy experiences. And when they come back, like these negative energies and forces from their near-death experience carry over into their... Oh. It's, it's scary. It was a scary movie. That reminds me of another... Not to get too off track, but that reminds me of another movie um, that maybe was inspired by that movie um and olivia wilde was in it and it's i think it was called the lazarus project mm -hmm. and i mean for like a b movie low budget sci-fi kind of film it was, it was decent it was entertaining um but they are experimenting with 
a drug uh, for like doctors, like ER doctors to use to like buy them more time to try and revive a patient. It's supposed to like restart their, uh, like a dying patient system or something. It, I don't know, it works with the body chemically somehow. And at first they tested it on like a dog and the dog came back to life. Mm. And then Olivia Wilde's character dies somehow in like a freak lab accident. And her partner or spouse or whoever who was there uses the drug on her. And she comes back, but then throughout the course of the movie, it, they took a more, like, evil, like, demonic kind of turn mm. with it. Like, oh, you it wasn't your time. You're messing with things. So now, like, the devil's going to haunt you or something. And they're, like, being pulled to hell. And, like, the dog turns into, like, a demon dog. And it was it was crazy, but it was, it was really good. What? <laughs> <laughs> to go further down the rabbit hole, it's like Impractical Magic where they murder the one sister's abusive boyfriend, yeah. but then they use magic to bring him back, but he comes back and he's like not oh, the same, yeah, yeah, and he's yeah. like this yeah. like demonic, crazy, creepy yeah. dude, yeah. and they have to kill him all over yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or Pet cemetery, oh. where if you bury your pet, or your child, yeah. for that matter, in this particular cemetery, they come back they to come life, back but, to they're life not... but they're evil. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's all kind of like, look, look at where we went with yeah. this. <laughs> it's all connected. Yes. <laughs> Anyways, back to the show. <laughs> all right. So after episode one, you know, my hopes were really high. I was thinking, this is amazing. What could they possibly bring next that's going to top this? Yeah. Um, and then they throw you into the world of mediumship. And why they had it extended over two episodes, oh. I don't know. Yeah. I was very skeptical of psychics and mediums yeah. before I even watched this um, because you can learn how to manipulate people to extract information from them, Yeah, you know, to make someone believe that they're having uh, this psychic experience yeah. when they're talking with someone. Uh, so this family, like I said, they're grieving the loss of their father and they're talking about how they want confirmation that he went to a better place that he's still there that he's around so then um, they introduce different mediums and there's this workshop that you can go to in europe maybe it was in the netherlands or sweden i can't remember exactly but it's for people who want to learn more about being a medium or they feel like they have psychic abilities and it's like they go and they have these breakout sessions and it's just like a real conference but it's all about being a psychic And they have this one woman, and they treat her like she's this like celebrity rock star medium. Yeah. Okay, it's, like it's she... not the Long Island medium. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, something like that. Yeah, <laughs> uh, but she is European herself. Okay, um, but she is like, I don't want to say too much, but I did not buy any of her. Uh, Her mad skills. Yeah, yeah. So she has... So there's different types of mediums. There's like a physical medium and the other type of medium, which I can't remember right now. But physical mediums like have a manifestation where like their voice will change. It's almost like they're a conduit and the person Uh, is acting through them. I gotcha, I gotcha. And then there's 
the other type of medium where they will just like get these signals these in their brain and then they share information. So a physical oh, okay. medium is like their body's being taken over by yeah. 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 So like she would pretend to be these other these deceased people and she would use these voices and Oh no. And she would have them strap her into this booth and yeah, so and she has these people, this group of people that are in this um this medium circle with her. They go every week, and they yeah. over like it's like they worship this lady practically. Yeah. Uh, but they proved that she's kind of a fraud, really, because they discovered well this family really wanted to meet with her, yeah, and um, see what she they could you know what they could get about their father to see if she could connect with their father, yeah, and. Everything she said they discovered was available on the internet. <gasps> so one of the tricks that a lot of a lot of mediums will use if they know the person they're going to be talking to ahead of time is they will Google people. Yeah, look them um, up. Yep, they'll have. They even will pay researchers to gather as much information oh. about a person as possible. And there's one particular detail that they thought was like, oh, this is it. This is the smoking gun. This is real. Yeah. They discovered. Nope. This was on Facebook. <gasps> And she That's puts terrible. on this ridiculous voice where she's pretending to be this kid. Yeah. And it, I laughed through a lot of that. Yeah, like, it's it's funny, but also, like, she's also preying on yes. people who are grieving and need closure. It's so sad. Yeah. You're manipulating are, people's emotions. And they're, like, already in a vulnerable state, so, of course, they're going to believe what you say exactly. and then you know of course she's probably going to take their money too yeah oh right oh that's terrible it is very sad yeah that, that, that makes me so angry like psychics and people that yeah. you know because i mean there's no law against it but really you are manipulating people's emotions yeah. and you're you're using them and and they talked to a couple of other like well-known mediums like mm. in the u.s and they're supposedly so talented but if you watch them on their shows a lot of them have like series like yeah. on Netflix or cable or whatever. Yeah. And they all use similar tactics to communicate with the dead or whatever. Okay. They will generalize. And yeah. you'll notice though, is there a um is there someone with an R in your family? So and then this person yeah. wants to believe so badly that it's real that they'll like, oh, I had a great great uncle named Robert. Yeah, who doesn't? Yeah, they're gonna offer up any information they have. Yes, and so when the psychic sees that they can get information out of someone like this, mm -hmm. they see that they're really like, you know, it's suggestive to them, like the yeah. power of suggestion yeah. or whatever. So. And then they'll keep generalizing. I'm getting something like with with the head. Did someone in your family? Uh, oh, my aunt had migraines. I mean, it just it's so so tacky. Yeah. Yeah. And then they all do the same thing. Like, and they faded away. You know, they get real dramatic. Like, oh, I can't hear that anymore. Yeah, they yeah. walked away. Oh gosh. And I, you'll notice they talk very fast. They talk really fast and they're like throwing out this information, blah, blah, blah. Mm. It's almost like the person is just like, gets like lost in the details yeah, or whatever. Yeah. But it's like another, seems to be a tactic that a lot of them use. Yeah, like and, confusion. Yeah. And they have another woman on there who's an American psychic and I didn't really buy into what she was, you know, saying. Yeah. Now, do I believe that some people are very sensitive to energies yeah. and absolutely. Yeah. And... Yeah. My favorite podcast, Spooked. If you haven't checked it out, Glenn yeah. Washington, 
He has a primary podcast called Snap Judgment, which is fantastic, you know, Ooh. storytelling. Well, Spooked is like a sister podcast, but it is all real paranormal stories. Yeah. And what's amazing about Spooked is that it is told by the people who experienced these yeah. things. It's yeah. not someone else telling their story, right. which makes that show so fantastic. For example, on Spooked, there are some stories on there where people share these amazing stories about seeing deceased people or possible yeah. ghosts. And especially when it's stories from like medical professionals and how they have this certain wing of the hospital that is haunted or yeah, this one particular yeah. room, like they'll see... Um, deceased people or there are some really great stories on there. Yeah. So I do believe that some people have a tendency tendency to be more sensitive to possible, you know, paranormal activity. But do I think that there's somebody standing there talking in their ear saying, tell them this, tell them that. What about the time we did this? Yeah. No, I think that is totally, totally fake. Yeah. And you'll notice the people who are having these real experiences, they aren't typically the people who go out and try and monetize Yes. What is happening to them. A yeah. lot of them try and believe that it's not actual, actually happening to them. Yeah. Because they don't want that. Right. They're like, this is freaking me out. I don't want this talent or I don't want this ability. Yeah, yeah. So I do believe that, yes, there are some people who are sensitive to that. Yeah, same. But most of them, I think, are... It's, it's a joke. Yeah. I actually had a psychic reading once. Really? And I deliberately went in... Saying, you know, I said to myself, I'm not going to give this woman any information. I'm going to stick to yes and no answers when possible. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to let her bait me. Because once they bait you and they think, oh, they got something. Then they, you know what I mean? They try to reel you in. So I gave this lady nothing. And I would just say, no. Mm, Yes. I mean, I didn't give her a lot of extra detail. Yeah. And it was, she... It was terrible. Yeah. She couldn't tell me anything because I wasn't doing what she was thinking I was going to do. Yeah. So, yeah, that was disappointing. Boo. Yeah. But kind of it went kind of how I expected that it was going to go. Anyway, so after episodes two and three, um, episode four is uh, about signs of loved ones, birds, butterflies you know it was it was decent I can't say that it like blew my mind or anything episode five is uh seeing dead people and I would never want that to happen because I would be afraid that if that happened to me I was having a psychotic break yeah that that would be like my first thought like what is wrong with me yes yeah I have schizophrenia you know which it really creates this conflict in me because I love paranormal stories and yeah. I want to believe in ghosts yeah. at the same time and I want to have an experience because I've never had a real legit paranormal experience right me too. but at the same time I don't want it to happen because I'm going to think I am psychotic <laughs> yeah like oh it's finally happening <laughs> yeah so I have this real conflict yeah. it's finally happening yeah. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen one of these days <laughs> exactly um <laughs> uh. So, my favorite episode was episode six, which was all about reincarnation. So, I stuck with it. I made it to the end, and I'm so glad I did, because in the final episode, it talks about the vivid details and memories that some people have, 
and they don't know where these memories are coming from. Mm. But what really gets me is when it is young children who are reporting these memories. Like little kids who say things like, I remember my other mommy before you. Or they have memories of historical events that there's no way that they could have known about. Like, why would somebody be talking about the battle of who's a what's it, you know, (laughs) when the kid is like four years old. Yeah, right, right. It gets even freakier in this episode because in one of the storylines, an actual deceased person could be identified from this little boy's memories. And it there's actually a couple of stories like that. Whoa. And I'm not going to give too much away because I don't yeah. want to spoil it. Yeah. Um, and I hadn't really spent a whole lot of time thinking about reincarnation until I watched this show. But, for example, there's this little boy... Uh, the, the episode starts off with this little boy named Atlas. And Mom is explaining that starting around the age of... year and a half old he started having these really serious night terrors where he would wake up in the middle of the night well he wasn't actually awake but he would be screaming with his eyes open he would be like inconsolable yeah this went on for years and they took him to the doctor and they did tests and like there's nothing wrong with him you know he's probably going to outgrow it yeah but then around the age of five one day while driving in the car with his mom he said out of nowhere i miss when my mom took me to the playground And mom was like, what do you mean? When I took you to the playground? And he's like, no, my other mom with the really pretty hair. And then he goes on to give her the last name of this other mom. And he gives her a first and last name of a child that he believes he was in his past life. So then it goes on to show that the mom Googles this name and finds out that there was this 19-month-old child Oh, and he also told her, I was killed by someone. <gasps> so she goes and she Googles the name that he provided, and she finds an artic- articles about this, an obituary yeah. that this child at 19 months old was, you know, killed by a caretaker. Oh, my God. She finds all these details, and things that he said turned out to be true. What? And this happens a lot with little oh. kids. I know. And there's That's another... Yes. Freaky. Uh-huh. Like, how... A kid that age would have no reason to have access or be aware of that information. Right, right. And mom feels that the night terrors that he was having somehow tie into it. Okay. Because, you know, he was murdered and he experienced this traumatic event. And, and he was, like, so little. Right. So he, maybe, oh, maybe he was, like, reliving it or something. Exactly. Oh. I know. So... You know, it goes on more talking about that, but there are more stories in there about other kids. That's oh, it's it gives me goosebumps right now just talking about it. And then there's another um, child who was having memories of being a pilot or flying in a plane. They were also able to identify who this person was based on what this kid was saying. What? And then I felt really bad for him because when he was older, I want to say like a teenager or an older teacher, older teacher, (laughs) older teenager. They actually, the show, I'm, I'm guessing it was the producers of the series, took him to meet the family of this um, deceased pilot. Mm-hmm. And they actually kind of like tested him. Like, here's a wall of pictures. Can you pick out who you... And they really put him on the spot. And I felt oh, so bad about him. Yeah. Because he had all of these memories when he was a kid. Now as he's older and almost like an adult, he doesn't really have a lot of those vivid memories yeah, anymore. Yeah. So. You could tell he felt uncomfortable. And yeah. I'm like, man, why did they do that to him? Yeah. Was, yeah. Yeah. Well, it's interesting, too, that, you know, those memories are so vivid and fresh to kids when they're little. 
because you know they're just starting out in life and possibly just having come from the end of their previous life. Yes. But then, of course, as they get older and and are shaped into their new lives, yeah. then that part of them fades away. Yeah, and you know, that makes sense because it's often like small children who will say that, oh, the bad man comes into my room at night and stands yeah. at the foot of my bed. And yeah. the parents are like, what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, oops. But it's like they... Do kids see ghosts that we can't see? Right. And it like it's like their memories are so impressionable, but yet they're so open. Like, they're open to the world yeah, around them. Yeah, yeah, that's true. They, they haven't formed all of these biases yet. Yes. Or their worldview hasn't been, like, tainted. Yeah, or yeah. Yeah, that's so true. So that's, that's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, that is weird. Yeah. So... I went on to like Google like more kids with past lives stories and I found this awesome article that gives these little snippets um, of people who either experienced this themselves with their children or they heard it from like somebody else. So yeah. this is from the website Nature World Today and the article is in another life people who remember their past lives share their eerie surprising and comical stories. And this first section is called Creepy Kids. So I'm going to read some of these. My coworker has a son who, when he was about four, told her he used to grow rice and lived in a place where two rivers met. He was able to name the rivers, and she located them on a map in East Asia. What? I know. Four. Now, okay, let's say it's an eight-year-old. Okay, maybe they just look at an atlas, and they're just coming up with this on their own. But yeah. a four-year-old? Yeah. Yeah. Here's another one. My father said that when my brother was eight, he said something like, when I was older, I had a pretty girlfriend and we died in a car. What? Like just Yeah, like yeah, just like random. random. Yeah. Just like saying that out of the blue. Yeah. I mean, they, they, don't, they always say, like, kids say the darndest things. Like sometimes, like especially little, little kids will just say the, the weirdest, most offhand things that you've never heard them say before and then they'll like completely forget about it yeah. again. Maybe that's just like little pieces of their past lives exactly. coming through and then they don't think about it again. So here's, a, here's another one. When our son was maybe four or five, he described his life as a ballerina on stage. From the lights to the music to the applause. His next words chilled me to the bone. I was at a party on a boat and I fell into the water. Then poof, I was here. <laughs> Yo! <laughs> I know! Either that kid's got a wicked imagination or... Yeah. That's, that's crazy. When I was a kid, I told my parents that I died in a fire on a big ship during a war. They asked what kind of ship, and I said, a blockade runner. This is a little kid. That's very specific knowledge for a small child, right? If I remember correctly, it was called the Zephyr, and it was in Charleston, South Carolina at some point. Was that a real <laughs> ship? I don't know. Well, yeah, I need to look this up. Uh, yeah, okay. You look that okay. up, and I'll read some more. My son said once, Mommy, when I was big and you were little, I remember when we danced in the kitchen. The only person I ever danced in a kitchen with as a child was my grandfather. So this kid thinks he's the reincarnation of oh. the Yeah. Wait, how do you spell Zephyr? Is that Z-E-P-H-Y-R? Okay. All right, here's another one. When my son was four, we had driven past the cemetery. He asked me if I remembered when he died and was buried. I said no and asked him what he meant by saying that. He said he had died and was buried in the cemetery and that's when he started growing in my belly. 
The hairs on the back of my neck stood up when he said this. He doesn't remember saying this now. That's when the kid was four. It seems to be around that age, like older toddler age, when they start yeah. having these memories. Okay, so I'm finding Zephyr for like a... There's still some, some ships around today that are called that. And then there was a shipwreck like in the late 1700s. Mm, okay. Um, I mean, but he didn't specify what time, did No, he? he didn't, no. It's so funny reading the Wikipedia page about this, like how ships are referred to as she and her. Yeah. I don't know why. I just thought that was kind of silly. Uh-huh. However, a French privateer captured her in, in 1798. But where was she captured? I wonder if that has, like, something to do with superstition or something. Maybe? I don't know. Um, we'll have to ask Uncle Doug, because he was in the Navy. That's right. We that's right. Know. He would know the lore. Oh, here's uh, a good oh, one. Cyclone-class patrol ship? This one's still in service. Oh. Mm. Um, did, did you Google Zeph Zephyr blockade runner? Oh. Oh, says USS Ever Blockade Runner is the second search suggestion. Oh, people probably read this article and they're like yeah. looking for validation. Blockade Runners of the American Civil War. Mm. That would make sense with if it being down at Charleston at some point. All right, you keep looking. I'm going to read another one. It says, yeah, I'm really invested in this. I don't have kids, but when my brother was a toddler, he said something to my mom about throwing hay in the window for the horses. My grandfather died before his birth and was a farmer. The barn had windows, and he would just throw the hay in the windows for the horses to eat. My mom was really freaked out, but he never said anything else similar again. Maybe we're reincarnated from our past family members. Maybe. But there was, on this Wikipedia page, there was a map of the Charleston Bay area. Oh. And this is about blockade runners. I'm not seeing... Um... Ooh, I love this one. My daughter asked me, remember my fancy hat? And when I said no, she said, yeah, before I was dead. I used to work in a bank. I saved my money and bought a hat in a round box. I was on the bus and a man almost sat on it. Then the bus crashed and I died. Uh, she was about three and <gasps> totally casual about it. Whoa. I know. A toddler doesn't just come up with that. What'd you <gasps> find? Uh, boy, this is from the New York Times. Blockade runners coming back. News of the evacuation of Charleston rebel some something. All I see is the, on, the, on the 24th, the English steamer Zephyr arrived here in distress. She left this port on the 16th for Galveston and is said was chased by a United States cruiser. I'm not finding anything that specifically mentions a blockade runner named the Zephyr. Okay. It's possible that it could have existed. Maybe his memories are a little muddled. Yeah. It says private companies used Charleston. Throughout the Civil War, government and civilian goods were shipped into the Confederate States on vessels known as blockade runners. Vessels that carried these supplies through the northern blockade were vital components in a trade that sustained the Confederate armies. Though South Carolina had numerous harbors and inlets, only Charleston had the proper railroad connections and port facilities to sustain an efficient overseas trade. So, if a ship named the Zephyr came through there... Mm. 
or was destroyed, that hmm. probably probably would have been in Charleston. Yeah. So maybe there's Again, some truth in random story. details. Yeah, so random. Okay, I love this one. It says, when my son was two or three, he'd talk about being an adult who rode horses in the woods. He said that one day he got hurt riding, then everything got dark, and the next thing he knew, he was with me. I asked where he got hurt, and he pointed to the birthmark on his stomach. Oh. It's like a memory on your skin. Yeah. That is crazy. It is crazy. Or did maybe... His little brain saw a movie or something, and maybe he made up a little story about why he had that birthmark there. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I don't know. It's still weird, though. Weirdly specific, you know? Mm-hmm. Hmm. My son told us the reason he's best friends with his 89-year-old great-great-grandpa is because he was his sister before. <laughs> oh, <laughs> that's I love sweet, it. though. It is. When my daughter was about three, my sister and I were telling her about the day she was born. She corrected us by saying, you mean the day I came back. <laughs> oh, that is, oh my God. <laughs> oh, God, if a kid said that to me, I'd be like, oh, okay. All right, kid. <laughs> so creepy. My two-year-old niece pointed at the collapsing Twin Towers on the screen and said very clearly, I die. Oh, man. Oh. Wow. Now, either that kid is, like, super, you know, intellectual for such a young age and is able to put together yeah. that people died on the, the yeah. buildings. Yeah, yeah. Or they were there. Died. Yeah. I love it. Oh, it's so, oh, so weird. I know. Okay, one more. Okay. I was singing a song to my seven-year-old daughter that my great-grandma used to sing to me when I was small. My daughter smiled, stroked my cheek, and said, I remember when I used to sing this to you when I was the mommy and you were my little girl. Oh, oh. oh my gosh. Oh. oh, that's so sweet, but scary. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know how I'd feel if, like, my kids said that to me. I know. So, anyway, Kenz, what do you think? Do you think reincarnation could be possible? I, I don't know. I mean, I guess it would be one thing if, like, if I had ex experienced, like, if I knew someone or had younger family members that had, like, said these stories to me, or even if I had experienced that and maybe retained some memories from when I was little, Maybe, I, I don't know, I just, I'm still of a skeptical mind about it because it's not something that can be, like, measured scientifically. Right. You know, I, I don't know. It's hard to say. I mean, I want to believe that, you know, these kids are, you know, have some insight into the things that we don't know much about yet. Um you know, because I believe, too, that there's so much about the universe and our world and energy that we don't understand 100% or how we are right now in our evolutionary stage. We can't perceive the universe and it's, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like our, our, our minds as we are right now as humans. There are just, I feel like, some things that maybe we can't perceive yet. Yes. But maybe, you know, these kids are 
like we're starting to get into the next stage of our evolution where maybe we are becoming, <laughs> maybe we are becoming a little more sensitive to that. And maybe, who knows, maybe a hundred years from now, a thousand years from now, wherever humanity is at, maybe we'll be able to study and measure that type of stuff better, you know? Well, what do you think? Are you, are you a believer? I, I, like you, think that there is a whole lot more to our universe and physics yeah. than we understand yet. Yeah. And I don't know why I feel like, what is dark matter's involvement? Like, there's so much yeah. that we don't know about that. And is dark matter, like, are, are these, like, people in another dimension who are, like, we're all occupying a similar space, but... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a lot of crazy possibilities that we yeah. just don't understand yet. And I think the idea of a consciousness that doesn't, you know, it's not destroyed when a person dies. Mm -hmm. We're part of like a, some giant fabric in the universe of consciousness. Yeah. And we just inhabit another body and we're born again. But because we are a completely new brain... We don't have those memories from our previous life, but sometimes there's like a kink, yeah. a kink in the matrix or yeah. something where some memories come through. But right. Because you have a whole new brain, your consciousness, you know, you yeah. are the same consciousness. It's just you, your memories are like gone yeah. from your previous life. You're the, you know, you're that piece of energy of the universe that is being repurposed, recycled. Right. Because it's not going anywhere. It's not coming from nothing. It's just time to occupy this new vessel now. Yeah, yeah. And kind of wiping the slate clean each time. Yep. I, I, yes, I would say I believe in the possibility of reincarnation a whole lot more than I believe in the Christian ideology of eternal life. Yeah. You're going to go to heaven and yeah, you're just, same. what are you going to do? Hang out and play Parcheesi for eternity? <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. I, I think, uh, I don't know, I think I lean definitely more towards the possibility of reincarnation, definitely. Yeah. I think it's a cool idea. Right. And I'm also curious, too, about, you know, the like the multiverse theory, mm -hmm. all these timelines that can't exist or our universe is just one of an infinite amount of universes out there maybe when we have these memories of our previous lives somewhere in like the space time those dimensions or those timelines are slightly overlapping maybe yes. we're pulling pieces of an alternate life that we had yes into our current one yes exactly yeah. That is amazing. And also, sometimes I think that that explains paranormal phenomena as well. True. Like, true. we're not seeing ghosts of dead people. We are seeing almost like an, like an overlap in a, the a, multiverse. A time. Uh, yeah. Yes. Because time exists, the past, present, and future exists at the same time. Right. Like it's circular. Yes. Which blows it's not my linear. Mind. Right. Yeah. And. So we're not really seeing, it's like we're getting a glimpse into another dimension Yeah. when we see like what we think is a ghost or somebody from the past. Right. And I always think of... They're not actually dead. They're alive. No, yeah. You're just seeing them from, you know what I mean, in from that, a different in dimension. In another time. Yeah. yeah. Like you're looking back. Um, 
And I always think of, like for this example of overlapping timelines, there was a one episode of Ghost Hunters where they went to this, I think it was a hotel, mm-hmm. and there was one room that was known to be very active for, um, like, voice voices and sometimes apparitions, and it would always be this woman. And it was, like, an older woman, and they'd heard her before, and in the EVPs that they recorded, it's almost like they were having an actual conversation with her, like she thought they were in the room with her. And she, like, they asked, like, is there anybody here with us? And her response was very clear. It was very clear, a woman's voice. I'm right here. Where are you? Do you remember that? Yeah, so it's like she thought she was hearing ghosts. Yeah, she thought she was hearing somebody, like, in the other room. But th- she was from, like, you know, the 1800s, maybe, like, the 1850s. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like timelines, they yeah. She was She was hearing the Ghost Hunters team as they were existing just a few years ago. Yeah, so it's all just like crazy yeah. physics. There's just like points in our universe where those things overlap and yeah, they just so. kind of run into each other a little bit. Like I, I totally believe in that. And that makes way more sense to me than these are spirits from dead people. Yeah. No, I, I, I can buy into more that it's just, which still makes it cool. Yeah. These are still amazing, what we would call paranormal experiences. Right, right, right. It's just not, you know having so much to do with dead people is you know what I mean yeah you know or you know and maybe I, I mean I don't know maybe when you know people claim to see dead people or interact with them maybe it's the re- back to like the whole reincarnation thing maybe they're seeing bits of uh I don't know like their future I, I don't know how yeah. to explain it but yeah. like it blows they the mind. see it, like they see maybe as an adult memories that they've had before of their previous life yeah like maybe that like explains deja yeah. vu and they don't oh yeah mm-hmm. and like they you know they saw that as a kid and maybe it made sense to them then but then they've since forgotten about it but as adult something happens to their minds where they're experiencing those memories again but of course we try to rationalize the heck out of things so we think of it as, oh my God, like I'm, I'm seeing things, I'm seeing dead people or, you know, it, yeah. maybe, the, I don't know. I mean, I'm just, I'm just spitballing here. I, I don't know. know. But it's, it's fun to think about and talk about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And we haven't even like, you know, used any drugs. Yeah. And we're having these thoughts. <laughs> Not yet. These deep thoughts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. So tell us. Please share with us any stories you have of near-death experiences or any past life memories. We would love to hear it. You can email us. What's our email, Kenzie? Uh, you can find us at the Spooktacular Now. Or no, it's not the. It's just Spooktacular Now Podcast at gmail.com. All right. And we're also on Instagram at the Spooktacular Now. And I just want to say uh, we're not really using Twitter anymore. Um, but if you do want to interact with us in a Twitter-like setting... We're now on Threads, Ooh. also at the Spooktacular now, so you can follow us on there, and we'll be posting information about upcoming episodes and reminding for each week when a new episode drops, so give us a shout on there. So fancy. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> okay, bye. Bye. Bye.